David is back in action. So it seems like we haven't gotten the three together last time, um, or at least one of the episodes. Never we going to happen again. <laughs> On one of the episodes, we were talking about how uh, David was not with us. He was with us in spirit, but not with us. Yeah, he wasn't dead, although we weren't sure where he was. So in theory, he could have been. But as we see today, he is not. He is alive and well or alive and tired, or exhausted, as he so eloquently put it earlier, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. let's let's first recap. Like, David, what have you been up to? What have the past couple of weeks been looking like for you uh, with this new endeavor? Um, it's been rough. I, I just, you know, transitioning back into school. And I haven't been to school since 2015. So it, it was a little, it's a good amount of time seven um, years yeah and it was just like a lot of readings a lot of reading like it gets to the point where i ask myself is it is reading all of this worth it right now <laughs> not even not even like i'm gonna drop out it's more of like do we really need to know this for our class you know mm. it's like why are we having you know, a hundred plus pages to read for every class, you know, like before yeah. class. Um, because there are a couple of classes where um, we don't do, we don't even kind of go over that, you know, like we don't really go over that, that what we read. I understand where it could be like, you know, what's, it's good for you to know for your own papers and for, you know, and I, so like, and I get that, but I'm like, I mean, we're going to do our research anyway, right? Like when we do the papers, but that's just me. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, I have an internship that's three days a week and that's like nine to five. And that's kind of rough because I'm not used to any of that, you know, sitting in an office and just like typing away. So that's like uh, an adjustment. And yeah, I mean, it's only a two-year program, so it's going to fly by. Um but just the transition is hard and, you know, trying to keep up playing rugby is hard because there are a couple of times where I have to miss practice because I feel that I need to study and catch up on work and, you know, the priorities aren't where they used to be. And yeah, I mean, training at the gym is kind of hard too, because you want to, you want to have as many people as you can, but um, at the same time, you need time for yourself. Like I was chatting with my manager because you know, they're like, hey, so can you do this? Hey, can you like come in for this? Hey, so, so I see your schedule with this. And like, yeah, but that's my schedule, you know, it's, and, you know, they kind of give me a little bit of a side. I like, sure, you sure you don't have, I'm like, no, I have time. <laughs> I tell them straight up, I'm like, I have time, but not for you, you know, for me. I need to, you know, work on my stuff. So transitions and yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I'm still yeah. behind, so that's, I got to catch up on stuff too. So, seven years is a long time to be away from studying. I think, um, or I know that I stopped school in, I graduated from school, not like I dropped out. When you say you stopped, it's like, oh, you just trying to say you dropped out, but <laughs> but in another way, forcing the stereotype, Angel. I walked away. I walked away from classes. Uh, no, I graduated in 2014, and um, you know, I didn't go to pursue a graduate degree. 
but um, that was something that wasn't really on my mind at the time. And if I had to like pivot back into it, it's like, it's got to be a crazy adjustment. And I remember when I was interning at the, well, I was doing part-time work at the physical therapy facility that I was at in Columbus Circle. Um, they, you know, when I spoke to the physical therapist about that, like if I was going to go that route and like, should I, and would I, et cetera, et cetera. They kind of said it was like, when you start, you're going to have to like drop everything. Like you're going to need to drop like your clients. You're going to only have time for like a handful of private clients and they're going to have to be flexible because it's going to be like a full-time schedule because you mm -hmm. have to do like your clinical hours. You have to do whatever internship hours you have um, as well as all the school and studying that you have on top of that. So, and then even then when you're doing it, it's like, you're going to be thinking, like, do I need to do this? Do I ne do I need to be training this person? Should I be doing this? Like, should I be reading something? So it's that whole you should push and pull. Be reading something. I've just come down to that conclusion. Well, it's, isn't it interesting, like how much reading you do when you're in school, and then once it stops, it's like how little reading relative to how much you did back in school you do. Yeah. Right. I it's was like, thinking. I said, did I did I do this much reading in undergrad? Like, fuck, man. Like. It, you probably did. Maybe I mean, I, did. I don't know. I don't know, right? But I mean, I, I did sociology and law, so I mean, I, I did read a lot, but yeah. you know, I haven't done it in a while, so I'm like, shit. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the high school effect comes into play too, where it's like, do I really need to be reading this to pass, or are you just giving me work to do so I don't fall behind? Right? Like, that's another thing as well. That that was a big thought process of mine in uh in high school like there was like I mean, the volume of work aren't even like my courses are just pass fail pass no pass you know oh really so it's not like it's not 80, 70. I wanted to, but I, I thought i'm like i don't really need i don't need that like if i want to go for a phd program later then that may be a problem but mm. right now that's not even in my the thought process oh it's interesting i didn't know that um I didn't know you had the option to choose. I guess in that program, you have the in option. My, in, in our school, that's an option, apparently. That's cool. Yeah. I would probably do the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was hard because the professor, the, like, the professors never tell you, like, yeah, you should, like, do the grades. Or, no, you should not do the grades. It's like, I don't know, whatever you want to do. And I'm like, okay, but tell me the pros and cons. Like, and they, But they don't <laughs> tell, like, they, they don't tell you anything. Like, they'll just be like, well if you want to go to a PhD route, some schools require like a, a grade and depending on what, if you go to like another CUNY school, then maybe they'll accept like the pass, no pass because they know that you went here. Right. And I'm like, shit, I don't know. You know? But it is your decision to make. It's just, mm -hmm. it's strange sometimes like that. Um, but anyway, so it's good that, you know, obviously you're doing your thing. And you know, hopefully, they don't give you too much grief at the club. Oh, and uh, I love it. I love all the grief they give me. And uh, but Jacques isn't here today, and Jacques might be dead. So let's talk about stories about Jacques. So last time we, last time on the first episode that it was just uh, Jacques and I without you, we kind of went over some stories. I'm sure you've had time to listen. Uh, but uh, in this episode, let's um kind of like think about Jacques. And uh, I really like them. Damn. Talk about it. <laughs> I, just, I just don't like his face. I can't wait for this this uh podcast clip to go up on uh Instagram. 
I never really liked him because I always thought he was a uh, he was a dork, mm. a nerd. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. What did you What did you really think about him? What was your first impression? Uh, was the accent because growing up in Harlem, you never really have people with accents, um, other than a New York accent. And I'm like, where's this guy from? Is he a Brit? Um. So I always give him shit. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you're you're English. And he's like, he's like, I'm French Scottish. I'm not. I'm like, oh my bad. Yeah. And I'm just like, same thing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh, so you from Europe? He's like, yeah. yeah. He never wants. To, he never fucking told us the whole thing about his family. He was so secretive about that. You gotta get it out of him. He probably doesn't know it, and so he's like dancing around <laughs> it. And like some, or like half of it is like stuff he was told when he was younger, and then the other half is like stuff that he's kind of like figured out, Probably but he doesn't know like how much. Exactly. So it's like a little bit of Tooth Fairy, a little bit of Dracula, a little bit of like Pinocchio, and like that's his childhood story. He's like, I don't know if they really told me this or if I just saw this on the Disney Channel. I don't know. I mean, he he was really like the whole thing about the Black Wedding or the Red Wedding. I'm like. Eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a little bit of a stretch. I was like, "Come on, man, are you really?" Like, <laughs> but the thing is, like, I want to be like, "All right, well, tell me more." Right. But he doesn't have the details, so who knows? Who knows? Um, but now nah, he's. Gonna, uh... I'm gonna, I'm gonna DM his parents on Facebook. Oh my goodness! There's so much that could go wrong there. I'm, I'm like, sure. Give me your recap. I am sure. What's gonna um, happen in the next episode? Easily the next episode. Um, so yeah, so Coolio. yeah, R.I.P. Coolio. That that was a, a tough loss. Um, and then also, you know, I hope everybody in Florida is holding it down. I mean, right now when this comes out, we'll figure out what what the damage was for sure. Yeah, no, I saw some pictures of the aftermath. It's kind of fucking crazy. I mean, I think yeah, every that's... hurricane is insane. Like, I mean, not to downplay anything, but. Yeah. With any like hurricane and the aftermath, it's always like hard to look at. Mm-hmm. It's a natural disaster. Um, so it's like, and then like the fact that somebody was telling me like after the hurricane hits, there are those uh, tornadoes that spin off of like the tail of the hurricane, and they yeah, just like do more some damage. Videos of that. Great. But you know, you also have other people who are who are saying, um, like for those who moved from New York to Florida, like during COVID, and this is your first hurricane, like just know that you're not gonna die. It's like you're gonna be scared, you're gonna be anxious, things are gonna get crazy, but you're not gonna die. And that was from somebody who lived through a couple of hurricanes, and I was like, that's pretty crazy advice, because like then that means like you're obviously just thinking about that the whole time that you're there you're just like is this gonna be but it then gonna what if it? someone does die it's like well you know if somebody dies then you're not that person i guess i don't know it's uh pretty prepare pretty... right like oh, prepare okay. do what you can some people moved i think in um uh what's it called mike he was in the shelter he's working oh, he in was. the shelters out there yeah wow. now holding it down so, you know, obviously they put out warnings to have people evacuate from some 
evacuation zones. Not everybody the heeded that advice. The was like, the census is like, all right, it's too late to evacuate. Deuces. Yeah, it's 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 tough. But you know, I'm not I'm not there, so I don't have the full story, right? Like, I, I don't have the coverage. But I heard from people who are there. It said like they were telling them to evacuate like at least a week before. Um, that way they can figure out whatever they needed to figure out. Um, but I don't think they did, or not everybody did. Um, even some fire departments got flooded because they were in the evacuation zone. But then it's like whoever was in control of that just didn't have them move the vehicles. So now they have vehicles that are just like flooded, um, which is kind of useless. It's a shame. Anywho, Jacques and his stories. So one story that I have with Jacques, there's there's a few. Um, you know, there was I, I think I'll tell this one. So it's not really crazy, but I was talking to I was working with Jacques when we were back at 76th Street, we were chilling, and there was a time where he was like really into narcos. And so I think he still is into narcos. He just loves narcos. And uh, he loves to watch the yeah, show. He really wants to be Colombian. I think he really does want to be Colombian. That is pretty wild. I didn't even think of it like that. But you know what? That that has a lot of uh, that answers so many questions. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, he's not French Scottish anymore. He's not French Scottish anymore. I wonder if he could, if he would, if he were to get the option to, would he give up like his? His citizenship to be like Colombian. I no, I wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't, but you don't want to be Colombian. <laughs> hey, I just I want universal health care. Yeah, I don't know. If, does he still get that? No, right? No, I think no. I think I think it's done. It's done. It's over. He's part of the USA, where you pay for what you what you get. Yeah, you get nothing more, nothing less. Um. Now that he uh, he was into narcos and so like he was watching the episodes and he was just like, oh, I love this show. Have you seen this episode? Have you seen that episode? And every day he would talk about narcos, narcos, narcos. And then one day he showed up in like an outfit. No, nah, and it wasn't an outfit. He had his hair and his beard like look like one of the characters from narcos. And I was like, dude, you look like special agent Murphy. And he was like, what? I say, yeah, man, you got this going on, you got that going on. I, he was like, nah, you're wilding. So what I did was I took a picture of him, <laughs> and then I took a picture, I screenshotted a picture of the special agent Murphy, and I put them face to face, like you know those side by side photos, and I um, put the Narcos uh, theme song to it, <laughs> and I like sent it to him. He just started dying, and they were like, yo, he dead ass do look like that guy. Um, so yeah, so he's. He's into his shows. When he's into his shows, he's into his shows. He's into them so much that he'll start emulating the characters. So when he's talking about Stranger Things or, you know, the Umbrella Academy, I don't know what's going to happen with this guy. He's going to be the monkey in Umbrella Academy. <laughs> you don't know what to expect. <laughs> but he does get really into movies and things like that and shows. No, um, I think the only story I have of him is on one of my birthdays. He loves Sambuca for some reason. That shit is garbage. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. It's like one of the like Sambuca is a drink that people like just put on fire all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, and on my birthday, he's like, "Yo, you want a shot?" And I'm here like, "Okay, yeah, let's do a tequila." He's like, "No, no, 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 I don't do tequila." I said, "But it's my birthday, you know." And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, "He's like, yo, let's do Sambuca." 
I'm like, that's I that's garbage. And he's like, nah, nah, it's mad, it's mad good, David, it's mad good. I'm like, no. And then he waited for for me to get a little more uh, tipsy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, shots. I'm like, yeah, sure. And he gets me saying, Buka almost died. I almost like Mm-mm. threw up right in the bar. Mm. Terrible. And he drinks it like nothing. It's got a weird like anise flavor, licorice thing. Tastes horrible. Yeah, I don't know what's up with him. His taste buds are definitely whack. Weird. I mean, it's like he eats moldy bread, right? So what do you expect? God. He sent us a picture of the bread he was eating, and I'm like, dude. Yeah, that shit had hair on it. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, if you want shit from the ground, go, like, have mushrooms or something. Like, now every time I see moldy bread, I think of Jacques. That is true. Same here. I actually have some moldy strawberries in my fridge. I was, like, going to eat them for breakfast, and I saw they look white. I was like, wait. And I opened it up, and I was like, first I thought Jacques, and I thought, damn, that's mold. That's gross. So it's like Jacques comes before the idea of Jacques eating them comes before the actual identification of mold in my head. I will save for him. I'll freeze it. He says, like, you just blend them. He's like, you just blend them, put them in the blender, and then, uh, yeah, he's like, you put it in a blender, you don't even taste it. (laughs) I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Poor Alfie. He's probably getting moldy (laughs) shit. (laughs) I hope not. No, I think he treats Alfie a lot better than he treats himself. I think it's like, uh, psychologically, he wants to, like, he just feels like he needs needs it. Yeah, or like he's the reason why, like you know, the shame where they go, shame, shame. Like he's the reason why it was moldy in the first place. He's the reason why that it went stale or old, and he has to suffer the consequences, if there are any. But I don't think he would give it to Alfie. I, I mean, I'm sure Alfie would eat it, but I don't think he'll give it to him. <laughs> um, all right, and then another story is just uh. Like, obviously, like, him sleep-talking, we went through that before. That's crazy. Yeah, he just sleeps-talk. He sleep. He's a sleep-talker. Oh, and, you know, this actually ties into fitness. So um, I'll tell the story, and then I'll tell the fitness side of it. Uh, so we were in um, Long Beach, and it was me and him, and we had, like, we were sharing a room, you know, two separate beds. I have to say that because every time he tells the story, it sounds like we share the same bed. Uh and we go to sleep <laughs> we go to sleep and then he's just um he didn't say anything about anything and so i'm just like waking up and i see this guy just like like move a little bit and i'm just like oh that was weird and then i just like close my eyes i open my eyes again and then he's just like sit up like straight in the middle of his bed <laughs> Yo, wait like, wait like, you never told just... you just told me he talks no, no, no. Like, he actually, like, moves. Like, he moves and he talks and he does things. But he was just, like, up. Like, somebody sitting in a chair just, like, like the upright. <laughs> yeah, like the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. So he's in the bed and he's just, like, sitting upright. And he's just, like, talking. Like, and I said, what? What the fuck is he saying? So I didn't understand what he said, and part of me thought it was his accent, and then like I thought it was like, is he speaking English or is he speaking French, or is he not speaking anything at all? And then like he just like looks towards me, but like 
it, it was just too weird. It was like so weird. My brain was just like, nah, you gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so He's like, I just got the Bible. Out. Every hotel like, has a Bible. I was like, nah. So I go in the bathroom and I close the door, obviously, because I'm like, I'm not leaving this shit open. And then I just start pouring water on my face. And I'm just like, all right. Maybe I'm dreaming. I was like, maybe I'm dreaming. I was like, get your shit together. Like, either you're dreaming or, like, he was tripping or, like, he's a zombie and you got to you gotta go. Like, the apocalypse started today. <laughs> it was like, at this moment, the apocalypse started. Um, so then I get out and then I go back and I just see him and he's just, like, passed out again. And I'm like, all right, I was just tripping. I got to get, I got to get my shit together. Um, and I think even at one point I may or may ha- not have like walked outside, like just left the hotel and like grabbed the key, walked uh, out of the hotel room for a little bit and then came back because I was just like so confused and my brain just didn't process it correctly. I was like, what's going on? So anyway, come back next day, you know, I was like, did you wake up in the middle of the night and just like start talking? And he was like, oh, I might have. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I sleep talk. And sometimes I like sleepwalk and I do different things. And I'm like, at what point were you going to disclose this information to me when we were sharing the room? And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. My bad. I just didn't even think about it. He's like, yeah, my my sleep is sometimes so shit. And like sometimes, I'm like, I know your sleep, like saying your sleep is shit means one thing. It means like maybe you're a restless sleeper. Maybe you don't sleep well. Maybe you just, you know, rustle and bustle. But, like, getting up in the middle of the night and, like, actively talking or saying something to somebody and, like, moving your body around, like, that's, like, that's scary. <laughs> like, Some exorcist shit. Exactly. I was like, nah, this shit ain't right. But it's just, that, it was just so funny. So, anyway, so it ties. Alex, man. I know, exactly. Me? I don't know how the hell she deals with it. She probably doesn't sleep in the same room. Um, But that's just weird. Different hotel rooms. I have no idea. So then um, it goes to like clients and stuff because I remember hearing a story from another trainer where he was th- he was talking about his client that had to put locks on their refrigerator because they would sleepwalk and sleep eat. So they would actively get up in the middle of the night, go to the refrigerator, open it, and then just like start piling in food and then close it and then go back to sleep like nothing ever happened. And so when they were talking and having their conversation about like what's going on with like calorie intake and whatever, like he just couldn't figure it out. And they were just like so like confused. So then what he ended up doing was I think he installed like a camera on his refrigerator. And he was like, let's just keep track of how many things, how many times you go to the refrigerator to eat and what you end up eating. And then that's when he noticed that he was getting up in the middle of the night and subconsciously just like consuming a whole bunch of food or consuming food and then going back to sleep crazy and he got like a tip i think it was because like he noticed like something had spilt or something had like opened like a bag of something had opened and he was like who the hell like he was just like confused he was just like what happened like who did this and he figured out it was himself so he ended up having to lock it so he couldn't like unlock it while he was sleepwalking it's crazy right it's crazy the capacity i mean i don't understand how it actually happens but the capacity like how much capacity does that person have while they're sleepwalking like could they dial in a code could they memorize a code could they you know rob a bank could they could find they, the key could they find the key yeah um and then what, what would wake happened. them up i wonder what would have happened if he woke up jacques when he was like sitting up like that 
it probably wouldn't have gone well. He probably would have started like, you know, freaking out a little bit. But I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, you know, I have no idea. That was that was a crazy night though. And that was like night one. And I was like, I don't even know what to say. Well, good thing that well, you know, me and him, if Alex wasn't gonna go um this coming week, we would have had to sh- we would have short like shared a room. Um thank God for going. Yeah. That's that's crazy, man. I don't know anybody else who does that, so yeah. So those who are wondering, like, oh, he looks a little bit, and he doesn't drink coffee or anything like that, but like, those who wonder, like, what his uh, tired state looks like, or if he looks like he had a rough night, it was probably some of that action going on. But also, I don't know, like, I don't know the science behind sleeping and like sleepwalking, but it's like, wouldn't, um, like, what, like, He's asleep. Sleepwalking, like, how would that affect your sleep? You know, like, if you're technically sleeping. I don't know. I don't know, because, like, doesn't your body have to be, like, for you to be in, like, REM sleep, doesn't your body have to be actively, like, passive? Like, I don't think you can be active and be in REM sleep at the same time. And REM sleep is what you want to go for. But if you're, like, standing or opening doors or, you know, turning on lights, things like that, like, that has to affect it. And your heart rate's going to go up, you know, not significantly, obviously, but, like, enough, right? Like, if you're lying down flat on the ground, your heart rate is in theory lower than if you, the same body, same person was walking up and down the stairs, going to the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. So I can see how you don't feel rested. You just do so many, you do so many activities. Just wake up, do some activities. I don't know, man. That might be hard to look at. It looked, it literally looked like he was possessed. Like he, (laughs) he was possessed by a demon. I've never seen anything like that in my life. That's why I was just like, I just looked and I was like, what? Like, my brain just couldn't figure it out. And as soon as he, like, turned his head and his body stayed forward, I was like, nah, I gotta get out of here. (laughs) I was like, I'm like, nah, this ain't happening right now. I was like, I don't know what I gotta do. I think I just, like, after I went to the bathroom, what I most likely did was I just dipped outside of the hotel room just for a little bit. But I didn't even look his way because I was just like, I'm not going to figure this out until I get my shit together. Like, my brain yeah, was usually, just still processing. Usually the bathroom is right next to the door. So you just dip. I was like, no, I'm out right now. So I'll, I'll figure this shit out later. <laughs> not right now. That's so freaky, man. Yeah. I think for me, anyway. for me I, I'm more, I mostly snore. Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of restless. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me too. I snore. Sometimes I get restless, but like snoring is for sure. And um, that's about it. And you have to have like, I think another thing is like, if you have compatible partners, so you brought up a good point about like Alex and like, like where she sleeps or how she sleeps with him. Yeah. I think like having compatible partners is definitely part of it. Like if somebody's like a heavy sleeper and a light sleeper, like it's hard to have like 
two of like somebody who's gonna sleepwalk and a light sleeper at the same time. Like that's very like that's too much, I think. Like mm-hmm. eventually that's just gonna break. So you have to figure out a different like sleeping arrangement for that, whether it's like, you know, earplugs or whether it's like eye, you know, an eye mask or something like that, which I think Alex uses if I if I remember correctly. Like I think she uses one or both of them because he just like wilds out sometimes. I'm gonna ask her next week. Yeah. So who knows? And hopefully we can get her on the podcast one of these days. Mm -hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Um, all right. But with that said, we will wrap it up. And I'm talking about Jacques. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's all right. Not eating moldy bread and exercising. Uh, we will we'll tell a good friend. And we'll regroup and we'll catch you all.